Welcome to WOMA's podcast. This is the podcast for anyone who wants to stay current on topics of interest in occupational and environmental medicine. WOMA is the Western Occupational and Environmental Medicine Association and a component of ACOM. We have designed these WOMA podcasts to be a tool and a benefit for WOMA members as well as anyone interested in learning more about worker and environmental health. The WOMA Education Committee members involved in planning this session and today's speaker have no relevant financial relationships to disclose. I am your host, Dr. David Corretto, and today we are speaking with Dr. Jim Lessinger, family medicine and occupational medicine physician. Dr. Lessinger is also a research historian with the Benicia Historical Museum and a wealth of knowledge on Northern California history. Dr. Lessinger will be leading a worksite visit tour during the Western Occupational Health Conference, October 6th through October 9th, 2023, titled A Tour of North Bay Occupational and Environmental History. How does the gold rush, the Mare Island Naval Base closure, and the Port Chicago explosion inform our current practice of occupational and environmental medicine? Welcome, Dr. Lessinger. Thank you for joining the WOMA podcast. Thank you. With WAC 2022 a few short weeks away, it's exciting to see this environmental tour of the North San Francisco Bay Area come to fruition. Could you share with us a few of the highlights of your site visit? Well, we're going to, we're going to visit some certain specific locations which help us tell a, a story, okay? Um, we're going to talk about some of the environmental consequences of base closing. So as a consequence, we're going to visit uh, the uh, construction ways at Mare Island Naval Shipyard, which are now a National Historic Monument. We're going to visit the Benicia Arsenal, which is also a National Historic Monument. Then we're going to talk about the gold rush. Now, it may seem like we're biting off an awful lot to chew here. But there's a location on the Carcanus Straits, which uh, runs south of Venetia. And you need to grab your maps to orient yourselves. Where you can see to the east and you can see uh, where things actually occurred. You can see the environmental consequences of the gold rush. You can see the environmental consequences of base closings. And you can see uh, the consequences, environmental and also social consequences of the Port Chicago explosion, which was the fourth largest non-nuclear explosion on the North American continent and led to one of the more racist events that happened in American history. That's fascinating stuff, Jim. Um, along, along those lines, what would you like our participants to take away from the North Bay Occupational Medicine Tour? Well, we're really looking at the law of unintended consequences. When people were, when the military set up and during the gold rush, uh, they were not thinking a hundred years down the line that their laundry waste and their photographic waste and their uh, automobile waste would have to be cleaned up at substantial risk and substantial uh, risk uh, expense, ex substantial expense. 
when the Mare Island, when they were fighting World War II, they weren't thinking 50, 70 years down the line. So uh, as a consequence, they literally threw away about uh, 30,000 pieces of unexploded ordnance, laundry waste. They've got buildings that are riddled with asbestos, but they were servicing a thousand ships that were engaged in active combat. And they, they did things that we wouldn't think of doing today uh, to keep these ships uh, floating and to keep uh, man and material moving uh, into the Pacific. So here we're basically cleaning up uh, from World War II, the Cold War, the frontier, and, uh, it, and it shows that we have, uh, what we're doing today, we have to think about the consequences uh, tomorrow. Jim, I want to um, add to a point you made earlier. A few weeks ago, I had the pleasure of joining you, and we um, went on a mini site visit just so we could get a sense of what it would look right. like. And just for our listeners, um, it's beautiful. You, so you'll leave the Silverado on a bus. We'll all be together. You'll be giving us um, some information for us to enjoy our tour. We'll drop down into Vallejo, where um, we'll go across from the city and yeah. town of Vallejo into Mare Island, uh, where we'll see this old... Um, naval base, which has now been converted to civilian use. Right, exactly. And what really struck me is here's something that I've traveled pa past numerous of times in the past, but you really get the feel um, of the World War II era when you're stepping on these grounds. After that, uh, go ahead. Right. In fact, it was recently uh, used for uh, uh, filming a motion picture. On, That's uh, right. Paramount Studios is on, yeah. is on site there. Yeah, uh, and I have arranged for a, an individual, a gentleman who used to work there, to come and talk about uh, his experiences working on nuclear submarines. Uh, something that your, uh, your audience may be interested in knowing is, is that uh, the United States sunk one of our own submarines right off of that. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you talk to the people who work in the mechanics bay, and they say it's the electricians, and you talk to the electricians, they say, oh, it's the mechanics. When I first came here, I thought they were razzing me, but it's true. It happened in 1969. Well, and it will be such a joy to meet um, Dr. Allen as well, uh, to give us that in-person experience about what it was like working on base, um, and then touching on uh, the issues with turning from an active military base to then civilian use, and how exactly. that affects today. And it's being used for civilian purposes now. Uh, and uh, it's, we'll do a short, we'd, I'd like to show you the whole facility, but I can't, we don't have enough time, but it, we'll do a short little tour and talk about, talk about the major issues involved in turning it into a national monument, the big one being asbestos and lead. But then we'll uh, drive over to the Benicia Historical Museum for a uh, pit stop, and uh, we'll go upstairs and uh, uh, take a look at uh, some of the unexploded ordnance, which has been neutralized. Wow. And uh, then we'll drive out to, to the overlook uh, that I was mentioning earlier. If we have time, that means if everybody gets there and we leave pedal to the metal at 8 o'clock in the morning, we might have time 
to go to the Clock Tower Fortress, which is one of the more interesting um, uh, buildings in the state of California. Um, tell us more about the Clock Fortress. What What is maybe a salient point we should know about? Well, it's at a location called Army Point. And you can see uh, from Army Point uh, a number of uh, things that we now call teaching teaching points and the bridges, you can see the refineries, you can see uh, the uh, industrial operations. And uh, then of course you can see the, uh, uh, the building itself, which is uh, unique. And one of the more unique buildings, as I said before, it was never a fortress, but it was a clock tower. And uh, what uh, everybody claimed to be uh, gun, uh, gun emplacements are really uh, ventilation holes. But uh, the towers had a purpose, and so we can go into that. And that sounds like an interesting part of the tour. Um, I was never aware of all the military um, inf uh, infrastructure and impacts in that area, um, but I can say from being in that uh, region, it will be a beautiful vista while an opportunity for some excellent learning. Um, i got to tell you a story, if I may interrupt. Go I'm for sorry. it. I'm, I'm writing a book, another book. Let me get it here. And what we're doing is an, we're doing one of these images of America. And we're doing it on the Benicia Arsenal. So our editor sent us this book on the Springfield Armory. And uh, two weeks ago, I had a chance to visit the Springfield Armory. And uh, our book is going to be is a lot more interesting to research and write because where the Springfield Armory just manufactured weapons, the arsenal takes us from the frontier. I mean, frontier, just like in the movies, you wore yellow ribbon uh, from the frontier cavalry post all the way to Nike missiles. And uh, so it was an interesting place to visit, I think, and an interesting book to write because of uh, the, it basically marches us through, uh, what, 117 years of uh, American history. That's fascinating. What in organizing this? Thank you for sharing uh, that with us, Jim. That's fascinating. In organizing this tour, what was an interesting fact that you learned? Whoa. The enormity of the problem, uh, particularly on Mare Island, where they have so many pits with so many things buried in it and so toxic that they just take it and turn it into a giant empty land, a giant park. Um, and in, uh, we're talking maybe 30,000 pieces of unexploded ordnance was found in um, Maryland in, in the arsenal, about a hundred yards from the museum we're gonna visit they discovered a pit with eight tons, that's T-O-N-S, eight tons of unexploded ordnance, primarily French grenades. So it, it is a big issue. And it's a big issue in California uh, because of the tremendous amount of military activity that occurred in the state going back to the times of the Spaniards. So for example, about 20 years ago, they found a cannon and when they were rebuilding a building in San Luis Obispo, it was a Spanish cannon. It was still loaded. It had to be wow. disarmed. So, uh, you know, tons of unexploded ordnance was found uh, 
about uh, 30 years ago at Stanford University, left over from World War I. So uh, this is a big problem. And, uh, you know, the U.S. government stepping forward in there, uh, paying a, a substantial amount of money to, uh, to deal with the issue. I have to tell you, I, I, I had a long conversation with Captain Malloy over at the National Guard Armory about what the military is doing now to prevent this problem marching forward, because it is a big problem. And one of the things they talk about is the fact that uh, they are using ammunition that actually works. Uh, where in World War II, uh, there's some suspicions that as much as half of the bombs dropped on Europe did not explode. And, oh my goodness, wow. And uh, that, uh, was one of the things mentioned in the strategic bombing survey. And uh, that's, and so that is a, a tremendous issue. Uh, there's also been changes made in how they do their logistics. Little side story, uh, I, they didn't find any automotive waste. And I couldn't figure out why and neither could the Corps of Engineers. So I went down and talked to one of the old guys downtown took them out for a drink. Uh, and it uh, turned out that uh, there was an active business at both Mare Island and at the Arsenal to take automotive waste downtown and sell it. Wow. And this went on for like 80 years. <laughs> oh. and, and I have a feeling that the commanders knew about it and they said, well, it's waste. So you don't have to deal with automotive waste at Mare Island or the Arsenal because they took it downtown and sold it downtown. My goodness. I, yeah. that's, that is an interesting story. Um, and as, as I'm hearing you express these various aspects of Mare Island, the Arsenal, Gold Rush, Port Chicago explosion, um, it really makes me think of a common theme in occupational medicine where what is old is new again. And what happened to your point earlier, what happened in the past affects us today. If Absolutely. someone stumbles upon live order ordinance um, and then taking that a step further, what's happening in California might be a model for potentially unexploded ordinance in Europe. That's just fascinating. Oh yeah. It's, it's a, it's a tremendous issue. Two years ago, uh, a little boy, uh, the little boys always get blamed for everything, but this uh, boy was down at the end of First Street and found a hand grenade, a live one, in the water. So he brings it up and shows it to his dad, who happened to be at the, uh, the uh, old state capitol building at the time. And his dad says, gently put it down. They called the police. They had to cordon off the whole area and call the explosive ordinance people from uh, the Air Force Base to come over and pick it up. But uh, we have an educational program in our schools because it is, uh, there are documented stories of kids bringing home, going into the mountains and coming back with mortar rounds and hand grenades. So it's been a big issue they've had to deal with. Fascinating. Well, thank you, Dr. Lessinger, for sharing these highlights and for developing this worksite visit. Hey, David, did I tell you about the mustard gas rounds? You did not. Oh, yeah. When they were building the freeway overpass in 1960, they cut into six mustard gas rounds. Wow. It was just laying around. Toxicological exposures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt.
No, th that is great. And um, more to come. I know our attendees and participants on the tour will um, hear more of these wonderful stories. I want to thank you for leading um, this tour. And I look forward to joining you on uh, October 7th. Looking forward to it. All right. Thank you, Dr. Lessinger. On behalf of the WOMA Education Committee, the WOMA Board of Directors, and myself, I want to sincerely thank our speaker, Dr. Jim Lessinger, for providing highlights of his upcoming worksite visit scheduled for October 7th during WAC 2022. Remember to register for the Western Occupational Health Conference being held in Napa, California from October 6th through October 9th, 2022 at the Silverado Resort and Spa. In addition to this worksite tour, we will have other exciting and educational sessions, as well as opportunities to relax and reconnect with your friends and colleagues in a premier destination spot. You can register at www.woma.org. That's www.woema.org. Don't miss out and see you there. If you have enjoyed this podcast, we'd like to invite you to explore more. You'll find our current library at www.woma.org and encourage you to subscribe at your favorite site to the Woma podcast channel, wherever you find your favorite podcasts for podcast listening. You will be notified as new podcasts become available. Subjects could include the latest clinical update, emerging treatments in medicine, or topics in public and environmental health. Stay tuned and don't miss out. The WOMA Education Committee has an upcoming mental health and pain management licensure webinar series, which you don't want to miss.